This is our live action reporter, Ryan Lim, down in the streets of Philadelphia. Whoa! All right, we have gunshots going up. We are in an upper middle class white neighborhood about 10 miles outside of Philly. Oh, and look at this. We already have we already have a party of drunk people trying to steal our Uber. That's not even their fucking Uber. This ends the Philadelphia control these streets. What is up? Welcome to the Balls, Buckets, and Bull, the BBB podcast. I am your intro guy today, Joe. I am here tonight with Isaac Reyes. What's up, guys? And all, of course, our glorious host, Joey Morales. How's it going, guys? I'm uh, nursing a little bit of a cold, but, you know, no days off. Yeah, absolutely. No, I'm a. Uh, it's it's that cold and flu season. I'm nursing one of those as well. Uh, so I luckily have a mute button on my computer. So anytime I have to cough or snort or do whatever gross bodily function I need to, uh, hopefully you guys won't hear it. Hack away, Joe, man. So much in the world today. So so much going on. I mean, we got we got kids eating detergent pods. We got our president fucking porn stars. Headlocks and secret tunnel fights in the NBA. We got dudes eating pot in the NFL. I mean, where do we even start? Where do you, where do you guys want to go first with this? Well, can we discuss Ryan's uh, phone call with you just now? Uh, that we used <laughs> yeah, the intro there. there. Uh, yeah, so that was a common co-host that many people are used to hearing. Ryan Lim. Uh, he is uh, lives in Philadelphia and he's out in the streets. We are recording this uh, only moments after the Eagles beat the Vikings pretty thoroughly uh, to advance to the Super Bowl. He is out there reporting on the live um, function, I guess, whatever you want to call it down there. It is uh, pandemonium in the streets, according to him. Uh, And also what he said is that the police had to send out a notification to all their citizens, notifying them that they may not have enough personnel to answer their 911 calls because they're all down trying to control the riots. So. Looks like I was going to say, like, go ahead. Just imagine that, like, how bad, um, like, if this is happening just because of the conference champion, or, yeah, the division championship, then like Super Bowl, if they win, my God, I, I don't know if you'd really want to be in uh, Philadelphia after a game like that. Dude, no, that's what the Patriots have to win. Otherwise, Philadelphia will burn, burn to the ground. Well, actually, you know what? If the, what yeah, happens I was if the Eagles yeah, lose, if they lose, it might be even worse. <laughs> yeah, I really, I really don't know. Out. I mean, they, they literally had to get people to grease up lamp poles so that way people wouldn't climb them. No, no word, no word yet on if uh, that was a successful, but oh, oh, Philly. See, I'm not, I'm not quite ready to say that the Patriots should win. Um, I, I really would prefer if both teams just lost somehow. <laughs> yeah, well, that's what. Okay, well, so actually, like, real quick, Nick Foles looked pretty sick tonight, though. Oh yeah, he bought himself a fat contract next year. Wherever whoever ends up picking him up, yeah, good for him. But you know, it, and then Tom Brady's old and stuff. So Super Bowl, looking forward to that. I mean, obviously, you know, we got a few weeks before that. But yeah, you know, I, I still like the Patriots taking that just because of all the experience they have. I mean, just I don't know what the NFL is anymore. You got Blake Bortles, Case Keenum, Nick Foles, and Tom Brady in the final four teams, like. The NFL that I knew is gone. Yeah, I think I saw some uh, like picture that was on Twitter today. It was talking about the four quarterbacks that were still remaining and like their 
uh, postseason experience, and it was like you know the three other guys had like a total five starts combined, and then Tom Brady with five Super Bowl wins already under his belt. Yeah, <laughs> and right what's now. funny about them starts? I mean, Blake Bortles got both his starts this season. Case Keenum exactly. got both his starts this season. Mm-hmm. But I mean, if you're if you're Nick Foles, then I mean, you've got to be feeling pretty good because I mean, in Philadelphia, Carson Wentz is the guy. They're not gonna you know bench him when he comes back. But, I mean, some of these teams that are kind of quarterback hungry, they've got to be looking at these guys like, you know, uh, Case Keenum, Nick Foles, and thinking like, man, these guys are doing this well off the bench. Then, Oh, yeah. They're going to get huge contracts. And I think the Vikings have like a – I think all three of them are free agents after this this uh, season. I think oh, like man. Keenum, Bradford, and Teddy Bridgewater are all free agents. So they're going to have to make some decisions there. <sighs> all right, guys. What do you want to talk about? Enough of uh, the Eagles Patriots. I'm sure uh, most people don't want to uh, care for either of those teams. Well, with me and Isaac on tonight, I feel like he and I probably excel in the pop culture aspects oh, yeah. of sports and entertainment. <laughs> so did you guys see So, Danica Patrick and Aaron Rodgers are dating now? Oh, yeah. She, he's getting into that NASCAR. Yeah. I mean, uh, I'm being honest with I want to say it's surprising, but when I heard that, I was like, I mean, yeah, I can see it. I guess I get it. I mean, when you're in that like world of being a sports celebrity, I guess they all just kind of know each other. And like, let's be real, dude. Danica Patrick is a fox. She's hot, man. Oh, oh yeah. I mean, I mean, she's no Olivia Munn, but yeah, <laughs> she's feisty but, too. She gets uh, pretty oh, pissed yeah. if you uh, wreck her. Oh, I'm I'm sure. Well, now, so I read a like little quote from her saying like oh yeah we met like you know several years ago like the espies or whatever and then we've just periodically stayed in touch since then and aaron Rodgers had been dating olivia munn for how long like you know, as long as i can remember almost it feels yeah, like a but while. but you know aaron Rodgers just pulling the typical dude move you know that that tap on the window that like, tap on the shoulder oh hey Glad to see you're doing well. Just keeping in touch, making sure you're still on their radar. I'm kind of love that. Kind of disappointed to find out that you just told us that uh, they met at the ESPYS. I wanted it to be like, uh, you know, he slipped into DMs on Instagram and was hitting her up, you know, like the NBA players do with Rihanna and all. See, I think that's ruined. I mean, freaking uh, what's her name ruined all that for DMs now because you everyone knows you. Yeah, Mia Khalifa just ruined that because now everyone knows you're just going to get screenshotted and uh, you're going to get called out. So. Yeah. But the th- not to get all kind of TMZ, but uh, Danny Danica was uh, dating Ricky Stenhouse Jr. before this, and uh, they broke up like I think like in December, like January of last year, and then I think Aaron Rodgers and uh, Olivia Munn split up in like April, so like that's pretty close, pretty close uh, to be splitting up and then uh, get get back together within a few months. So I don't know, maybe. a little drama there, maybe. Sure, Danica, you got to trade up when you get the chance like this. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, well, and like I said, Aaron Rodgers, he was he was planning on that relationship with Olivia to end because you think Danica was the only uh, female celebrity or athlete that he was keeping in touch with oh, periodically. Exactly. Yeah. No, he he was just lining up dominoes and seeing which one fell first. And happened to be Miss Patrick over here. Hey, and good for yeah, her. Good for her. Giving her that. Di- giving her the discount double check. <laughs> oh God. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I wonder. I wonder. Uh, I guess it wouldn't be who's wearing the pants, but who's who's in the driver's seat in that relationship. Oh, hey, I see you. Hey, hey. We got, we got jokes today. 
Uh, speaking yeah. of relationships, um, one occurred between a certain porn star and our president, uh, Stormy Daniels. What, what's 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 funny about this is uh, the quotes that just comes out of her mouth when they interviewed it. Um, let's see. This is a literal quote from her. But I do remember while we were having sex, I was like, please don't try to pay me. And then I thought, well, if he does pay me, it would be a lot. What? I mean, where 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 have we gone? Like, what is it? Just me, or did did news just like take a uptick in the past couple of years? Like, it just maybe maybe I'm just naive, but five years, five ten years ago, whatever, it just didn't seem like this much news was out there. I don't know, man. And that this many. What does it What does it say about where we are? That I heard this story, and my reaction was not to be like surprised or shocked. It was just like, okay, yeah, I'm. I believe that that happened. Like, of course that happened. <laughs> yeah. Oh God. Oh, the, so when it first came out, everyone was like, so outraged that he paid her to be silent about their encounter. But I got to believe he hundred percent paid her to bang. Right. I mean, I mean, I, I don't know the, the, there's other quotes like the quotes out of this are hilarious. I mean, he told me once that I was, I was someone to be reckoned with beautiful, smart, just like his daughter. <laughs> who, who says that? Dude, man. Uh, Poor Vonka. You know, I, all, right, all right. Now, here's the big debate, and I will put this up on Twitter, and I want a lot of votes. So she says, it was nothing crazy. It was one position. What you would expect from someone his age to do. Now, the question begs, what position? Donald Trump Ooh. has got to be a cowgirl kind of guy. Like I don't see that. I don't see that fat <laughs> ass doing any kind of exercise in the bedroom. Now, I'm gonna vote doggy because he is not in any kind of shape. He definitely can't do missionary. His back oh, will give out. Sure. And and I don't think I think his gut is too fat to go cowgirl too, <laughs> but doggy he can just pull it up rest it on top of her ass and then it's just such a bizarre story like the other parts of it that i've heard like are him asking her to spank him with a copy of a forbes magazine with his face on the cover and things like oh come on that can't be and then things like um like him inviting her over to like watch shark week together (laughs) yeah it's like it's like the gorilla channel thing but like real with the with, with shark week and all all of this was occurring like four months after it, uh baron was born too yeah, to yeah. Melania. yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> oh god what a fucking shit show this world is it's- right now but like the thing is growing up in california uh i was jaded by politics fairly early on because when i was in fifth grade uh there was a gubernatorial recall and then a you know emergency election and Gary Coleman, you know, what you talking about, Willis? <laughs> he lost the governor race to the, to the Terminator, Arnold Schwarzenegger. So I haven't been able to take politics seriously since I was like 12 years old. So Arnie. I, I'm so I'm so immune and desensitized to all of this. I, I just I look miss, and laugh. I kind of miss that. That's true. And Arnie kind of slopped it up. Arnie slopped it up with the maid. At least he went with a porn star, I guess. I don't know. I think I'm with Joe though. I think it's I think it's got to be Doggy because uh, yeah, his back would give out. She said it was nothing crazy. Let me go with that. But well, we'll have to see what the people on Twitter uh, think. We are not even 
15 minutes in and we already earned our fat explicit rating for this uh, episode. So that's good to, <laughs> All right. good to see. Good for us. Oh, that's great. That was yeah. fucking great, I should say. <laughs> All right, guys. What else do you want to talk about? Talk about Tide Pods. Good God. Speaking. So, yeah. Go ahead. Yeah, well, so, like, I guess all these kids and teenagers are eating Tide Pods, and it's almost like a challenge now. Like, oh, the Tide Pod challenge? Yeah, right? I think that's what it is. So, now, part of me thinks this is stupid, but at the same time, I was also one of the, like, high schoolers that did the cinnamon challenge, where you had to eat a spoonful of cinnamon, and really all it did was just make you puke. Okay, but there's a difference between doing a challenge that, like, makes you puke versus, like, doing something that can, like, potentially kill you. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, you could t- potentially die from a cinnamon challenge, I you, suppose. You know, puke too much, I guess. But I, I think the thing with the Tide Pods is that, like, I've been hearing for a long time about how, like, every year, thousands of kids, like, have to go to the emergency room because they eat them because they look like candy, right? So they, like, suggest that you, you know, keep them out of the reach of young kids. And I guess somehow in the last, you know, few weeks or month or so, that somehow, like, became a meme. And now, like, kids everywhere, yeah, are just, like, filming videos of themselves just popping one of their mouths, like biting into it, just letting all like the stuff drip out. Like it's pretty disgusting if you actually watch one of them. <laughs> and social media is not helping. I've seen everything from uh, someone putting a Tide Pod in a shot glass, calling it a Tide Shot. I've seen pictures of CVS where like the Valentine's candy sign is like in the direct line of Tide Pods, and someone saying CVS isn't helping. I've seen all sorts of stuff. Um, part of me when I saw this just thought, you know what? This is just classic Darwinism, survival of the fittest. If you're not smart enough to not eat a uh, Tide Pod, then, well, I guess you deserve yeah, to and go. Yeah, you see but, like, pictures of Walmart. People yeah. are starting to put them behind like the, the boxes. Or, like They're in the glass boxes that you have to have the person like unlock with the key at checkout. Yeah, they're all locked up now. Like no way. Oh like, god. To, hey, hey ma'am, can uh, can you come please unlock this detergent for me? <laughs> and and what's the the sadder part too is I saw another study that was like there's more adults that are dying from these things than kids are. There was a pretty funny like uh I think the onion tweeted this. It was a picture of like a box of Tide Pods and the headline was uh Tide releases brand new sour apple flavored <laughs> Tide Pods. Yeah. <laughs> I was saying there's no help at all. Just well, did you guys on. see the the spot with Gronk had like a I don't know yeah. if it was social media only, but he was in a bit that was basically he was sponsored by Tide and saying like don't, don't eat this eat. shit. <laughs> like, Which like why Gronk? Why why of all people why would they choose him to be the ambassador? Probably because he's the type of party guy that would eat a Tide Pod at some rager to like be cool. <laughs> Oh yeah, you know for sure that when he was like six years old, he was doing the equivalent of whatever the uh, six pod challenge was back then. When he was like twenty six. <laughs> so, like, How old is he now? I don't even know. He's probably in his bathroom right now, popping Tide Pods. Uh, is he? Yeah. Are you sure he's not just like sponsored by them? No. Oh yeah. No. Yeah. He okay. is. He's got it. it was a Tide endorsement for sure, but. The fact that they had to come out with an endorsement using Gronk saying, please don't eat our products. Oh, my, oh, another thing I saw was I saw on Twitter too. They just like someone like had, uh, I think either hacked their account or just like written over it and uh, photoshopped it. And it was like off the tied uh, Twitter account. It just said, fuck it, go into you. <laughs> That's great. I don't know. I, I feel like we, we need a plague. <laughs> just, just like, you know, if you survive, great. If you don't, hey, it's probably for the best. 
Well, considering I'm already uh, sick with a cold here, I'd be one of the first ones out. But uh, I, 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 I've, uh, I've heard that take before, too. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's a pretty cold take these days. Yeah, I, I suppose it is. Cold take. Isaac, I see what you did there. Yeah, you got me. Oh, my Josie. God. Oh, is this going to be you all pod? Just nothing, the, nothing but puns? Just, just yeah. No, yeah. I'll, I'll try and refrain from all the puns from this point nah, forward. We'll, we'll, we'll I like them. I like them. Oh, my God. What else? You talk about the fake news awards. Yeah, are those even happening anymore? I thought they were well, supposed to happen like two weeks ago. He like I thought he just like tweeted out the list. And it was like he like made a huge deal of it. He was like, Oh, the long awaited 2017 fake news awards. And he gave one to like New York Times Paul Krugman, ABC's Brian Ross. And the whole thing is written so funny because and what's what's funny about it is because it's literally just like anytime anyone roasted Trump, they just took that little like gif or picture or whatever, like line, and then just try yeah. to like make it seem like not as bad. Like my favorite one where he's just like feeding the fish and he just dumps the whole thing in. Like part of me wants to laugh at how absurd this is. And then the other part of me is very, very concerned because this is just such crazy political propaganda. It's kind of worrisome. Didn't they like I think some uh betting books had odds on who was gonna win the fake news awards when they first announced it. Oh. It was like it was like it was like CNN. Oh, like I minus take, yeah. CNN would be heavily favored. Yeah, it was, it was like CNN minus one fifty, NBC plus two hundred. Yeah, this was back when it was still kind of funny and not quite as sad as it was when he actually did it. <laughs> All right, enough of that fat fuck. Let's talk about. Uh, so this Carlos Henderson, he's a Denver wide receiver. He got caught eating weed at a traffic stop. Literally something straight out of Super Trooper. So here, I'll just say the story real quick, and we can talk about it. So he was a passenger in like a black Yukon. They were going like 85 in a 60-mile-hour zone in L.A. They said they found pieces of marijuana near the passenger seat, a extinguished blunt in the water in a water bottle, and they also found a thick green residue in Henderson's mouth. He denied eating it but did admit to smoking earlier that day and was arrested for possession. I mean, props for, props where, for him where taking the they? fall. I don't know why he took the fall, not the driver. Like that guy's got a career on the line and millions of dollars. From what I remember reading, I think the driver was a girl. So I don't know if it was like his girlfriend or something. He was probably just being a gentleman, you know, like what kind of guy wouldn't <laughs> eat a bunch of weed for his date when the cops pulled him over? Where did they get pulled over? Like what state? Because if he's a Bronco, I mean, he's probably used to legal it's, weed. Uh, it's in your, uh, your backyard, Joe, LA. Well, it's legal here now too. So I don't know what the big deal was. Oh, that, oh that's true. And then he got charged. I think about that. And how did, he got charged for possession? Like that—that that doesn't make any sense. Are you sure it's LA, and not Louisiana? I thought I read it was Louisiana. Maybe I'm, maybe it was Louisiana. LA. I just saw LA and assume uh, assume uh, the oh. the worst. You know, we're mixing up the two LAs. There you go. Oh yeah, that, that is it's hard to do. The, the two periods between the L and the A are <laughs> uh, pretty very cool. crucial to determining which one we're talking about. One has drive-through liquor stores, and one has. You know, a lot of Instagram models. Very true. I just, if I just, uh, like, why, why would you? I don't. I just don't see the point of eating all that and then telling the officer, "Oh, I didn't eat it, but I smoked earlier that day." Like, you, what are you, what, are you just trying to admit to a little bit of it? Because he's still gonna just call bullshit on all of it. Yeah, it's it's a bonehead move, but it's 
it's pretty hysterical. Like you said, I'm thinking of Super Troopers, that opening scene. Probably one of the greatest opening scenes in any movie of all time. <laughs> just like picturing Officer the- Rabbit and I are going to watch you three eat the whole bag. <laughs> These schnozberries taste oh, like schnozberries. You think the girl turned to him afterwards and was like, okay, you got to pay me for that, though. <laughs> yeah, probably. Oh, if he had got arrested. <laughs> like, yeah, right? uh, by the way, I'm going to need you to pay me for that. God. God. I mean, what? That's. I don't know. I've never been really in a situation like that where I've been doing something I wasn't supposed to be doing and then cops showed up. So I didn't have to like think fast and like, oh shit, what should I do with all this illegal thing that I have or am doing? So I don't know. I I can't put myself in that mindset and say, yeah, it is really absurd to eat a big bag of weed to avoid getting arrested. I, you know, I can't necessarily judge the guy because I haven't been there. He plays in Denver. Like, just why you not gonna just get your weed on there? I was gonna say, I wonder how like <sighs> yeah. the Broncos are gonna handle this because, like, obviously, it doesn't look good on them. But I'm sure, like, all the players on the Broncos are, you know, probably token up on the weekends, even though they're not supposed to. But I mean, let's be real; they probably are. Seahawks, oh, Broncos. A lot of people, a lot of players still smoke. You know, whether it's wrong or right, whatever. But like, a lot of players do smoke. Like if anything, you're probably just gonna get you know made fun no. of for being such a dumbass for you know eating a bag of weed. Oh God, he's gonna get roasted so bad in the locker room. I that's why I feel bad for the guy. God, the first thing I would I would ask him like, did you eat the shrooms too? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Damn. Oh well. Um. So I was watching the Lakers the other night. The Lakers actually won two in speaking a row. Of LA. Uh, yeah. Speaking of L.A. and speaking of um. Things that I want to talk about. Um, But yeah, Lakers two in a row. But the other LA team, I was stoked because Joey, I think one of the times I was on this podcast, I was saying, hey, you know what? Let every sport allow fighting. And we've started to get that in the NBA. Oh my God. It's been chipping lately. It seems like every other night there's just a massive brawl or a fight. Maybe not a brawl, but a a fight or like technical. I mean, I think, uh, like you were talking about that one game, there's 27 technicals and five ejections in just one night of basketball. I yeah, love I that shit. That game, and that, that watch it or watching That's that so game tough. live it was like I just couldn't believe what was going on. First of all, it was like a weird game because it came on at 9:30, you know, here in Texas, so it was like super late, like on a Wednesday, and like you could just tell all game, like everybody just hated each other, and this like Rockets Clippers beef. Goes back, it goes back a couple of years. I think this kind of all started back in like 2015 when the Rockets bounced them in the second round of the uh, playoffs. But like ever since then, like they've had this weird beef, and it's even weirder too because like for the CP3 trade, we basically sent like half of our team. Sorry. Yeah, I mean, you guys pretty much flipped rosters. So like, somebody- <laughs> you got Patrick Beverly over there, CP3 over here. Oh yeah, Pat Beverly was probably one of like the main instigators. Like he's the reason why he and uh, Austin Rivers were the reasons why uh, Trevor Reza got so pissed because they were chirping from the bench the whole time. Oh my god, watching Trevor Reza like try to fight Austin Rivers even though he has a boot on his foot was so funny. We might I might have to add him to the uh, st- uh, the starting roster of guys not to fuck with. In a previous NBA pod, we were uh, slowly constructing uh, top five guys you don't want to pick a fight with in the NBA. I think it consisted of Zach Randolph. Um, uh, what's his name? The 
the Memphis guy is it uh, the guy who like be, who went to like his house and like nearly killed uh, Derek Fisher oh, for messing yeah, with his wife. Yeah, that's that right. Too. Uh, yeah, Boogie Cousins, uh, all sorts of. We I'll have to go back and listen I'd to say, see. I'd, who I'd say picked, you can probably but, put Trevor Reza up there, if, if not first team, maybe second team, coming off the coming bench. off the bench. But dude, how big of a little bitch is Chris Paul? Like he, he has to use the secret tunnel. Because he knows the way to the Clippers locker room. Well, you know, what uh, Ariza probably knows the way too, because he played for the Lakers for a little bit. So, like, and actually, this reminded me of um, years ago when Rick Fox was on the Lakers. He got in a fight and he got ejected and sent down the Lakers tunnel. And then he just starts sprinting down the tunnel and he takes a quick left and he runs halfway around the arena to meet the other player in the hallway on his way to the locker room and starts beating the shit out of him there. <laughs> it was like it was like straight out of the Rick Fox textbook. I was actually very stoked but then kind of Watching this whole thing unfold on Twitter like right after the game was absolutely probably one of the most entertaining moments in basketball of the entire season. Oh we my had, god, also, yes. And also yes, game is yes. probably the best segment of inside the NBA I think I've ever seen where Shaq and uh, Barkley just like lose their minds imagining you know Blake Griffin calling the cops to protect him from CP3 dude who's like 6'2 and has like you know 40 <laughs> 50 pounds less than he does I don't know like, yeah CP3 was like calling Blake a bitch mid game like I mean I knew they Blake didn't really like bitch. like each other too much but jeez dude Blake Griffin is a bitch though let's <laughs> be real you know what um I, I'm gonna have to disagree. Oh, with you guys here. oh you're right, because you're a you're a Clippers fanboy, so I guess you gotta stick up for your boy. I'm not a Clippers fanboy <laughs> by any means. Um, in traditional LA fashion, uh, for sports that are not hockey or basketball, I cheer just for whichever team's better. Oh yeah, of course. Um, so once LAFC joins the MLS next year, we'll see uh, if I'm a Galaxy boy or a LAFC boy. But um, no, Lakers, Kings, Dodgers. And then, um, yeah, I don't really care about the NFL. But I just love how all these like brand new players to the Rockets are really getting into the beef too. Like Chris Paul talking shit to Blake Griffin the whole time, getting digs in after the game. Like the press conference, I think he was saying something like, "Like, oh, they should, um, you know, the Clippers should start running their offense to their go-to guy, Lou Williams." Like throwing clear shade at uh, Blake Griffin. And at the same time, like uh, what's that, uh, Green, the guy that the Rockets signed like three weeks ago, like off of his couch, he's been in the NBA for like what two weeks, and all of a sudden he's like <laughs> getting into fights with other teams. Yeah, he was like the <laughs> last player to come off the court, man. He was like apparently he was him and Ariza were the only two that got suspensions. Apparently, it's mostly them that were trying to fight. I mean, props to this guy. Only a few weeks on the team and is already ready to lay it all out on the court for him. Yeah, I think. Well, what I don't get is like why are the guys that got traded to Houston? Because uh, it was Chris Paul and then like a couple like, no-name guys, Paul. right? Or was it just Chris Paul? Yeah. Just Chris Paul? Okay. Well, so I get why all the guys that got traded from Houston to the Clippers are upset because they went from one of the more respectable teams that you know always has an off chance at you know <laughs> losing to the Warriors in the Western Conference <laughs> Final. An off chance, <laughs> like, an off chance. That, yeah, well, yeah, it's it's either going to be the Spurs or the Rockets at this point, yeah, right? Yeah, probably. Or m- maybe the Thunder, maybe the Thunder. But, um, you know, I get it why those guys are angry. They're like, well, you sent us to, like, the joke team of L.A. that has just been bumped in the first round of the playoffs forever 
they're finally good and then they still can't win. And you sent us here for one player. I, I, I'm worth one fourth of a man to you. Like that's that hurts. There are Rockets that's fans that were getting upset about Patrick Beverly talking shit, but like I don't know, man. Like like I love Patrick Beverly when he was here. I was actually pretty sad to see him go, even though I think you know Chris Paul was probably worth it. But I mean, as a Rockets fan, you can't be getting upset at Pat Beverly. That's what he does. He's like a renowned shit talker. That's he gets he gets in your head even if he's on the bench. Like he's a pit bull, man. He plays hard. Yeah, dude. He plays hard. Speaking of other guys, I might need to add to the. Uh, to the starting and bench roster. I mean, you got Ben Simmons as a rookie telling Kyle Lowry to meet him outside. I mean, I like this out of a rookie. I want to see some. I want to see some fights, some fighting. What's, I want to see some. Uh, they both got ejected, but I like. I like to see this early on. He's uh, my rookie of the year candidate. Yeah, he's gonna be fun to watch, man. Like he's that guy. He's got it all. He's a baller. And calling out Kyle Lowry, probably you know one of man. the better players in the league. Then by all means, go for him. You got a. Uh, oh, I'm gonna. I'm gonna mess this name up bad. Nemenja Bajenka, he got Aaron Aflalo in a headlock after he threw a haymaker at him. I don't know if you saw that one, but man, if he if if, if Aflalo would have connected with that punch, that would have been a fifteen plus game suspension. Yeah, that was easily. pretty bad. Because if he would have connected, the entire bench, everyone would have cleared out, and massive brawl would have happened. Well, my chief complaint about these NBA fights, and I'm you know using air quotes here in my chair. Is that like it's always a bunch of like you know homie back row kind of stuff, but that one was actually on the <laughs> verge yeah, of that's being a huge fucking thing. That's what I I, I hate when That'll, players like act like tough and like we all know they never want to be they they do not want of any of these players they don't want some. That's why I want to make this roster. So we'll have to we'll have to actually construct it and uh, get some uh, input. Yeah, I can imagine even the coaches going at it after that <laughs> when. Uh, you've got a player that connects on that because, like you said, I mean, it's it's all a bunch of peacocking up until someone actually lands a punch, and then that's when shit goes down. Fuck, actually. Uh, so I used to work for a minor league hockey team in the Dallas, Texas area, and apparently, three quarters of their team got suspended a couple weeks ago because they started brawling during warmups and there's no refs out there during warmups to stop the fights. <laughs> so like, it's so yeah. minor, so minor league. Right. And, uh, they had actually retired a guy's Jersey a few months before, uh, because he was, he was done playing hockey, got his Jersey retired for this minor league team, you know, shouts to Gary Steffes. And then, um, since they only had one quarter of a team for their next few games, he actually came out of retirement and played for what the a team man. again because what a man. players. Yeah, it's it's uh it a very 30 for 30, league, but it'll never yeah. come but should come for that. <laughs> they yeah, call him the know, fifth man. Uh, you know what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, that's what they, Gary Steffes. It's like uh, it's like longest yard uh, when freaking uh, Burt Reynolds just comes up, as all crusty ass comes off the field and pl- gets the two point conversion. <laughs> Uh, uh, go ahead. Go but ahead. yeah, so so are we gonna allow fighting? In the I, NBA I, I'm all for it, but like I'm kind of with uh, Isaac on this. I think there's players that just fake it a lot and talk a lot of shit, knowing that nothing's really gonna happen. Because like, I mean, we haven't seen a huge, huge brawl in quite a while, but there are some players that you you they are not kidding around, and uh, we're gonna make this roster. I'm uh yeah. Dead set the on NBA it. is pretty. I don't know. They're pretty strict on that. Ever since the Malice at the Palace episode, they don't they don't want to see their players. 
getting into fights and endangering the or the crowd because you know the crowd's like right there. If you're beating somebody up on the bench, you're right next oh, to yeah. you know oh, yeah. Jay Z or whoever's at the game. They don't want any part of that. Or maybe they do. Maybe they should allow the fight. No, out. I mean like they just just do it at the end of like a quarter or something. Just put a little boxing ring. Everyone's tired of seeing those stupid shows, anyways, between quarters or like a I don't know a dog catching a frisbee. Like we've seen that a million times. Just put a like small little boxing ring. Put gloves on them. Let them fight for like a minute. Get it all out. Just like a, a like a fight night. Like a normal. Just get it out. They'll be exhausted from punching each other after like 40 seconds, just yeah, like in like hockey a- too. Most times they end up just hugging it out and then they're done. I don't know, man. I feel like, I feel like NBA players, Perfect. they have beef with each other and they probably wouldn't be able to hug it out that quickly. It's also like – Well, I mean like I mean like hug it out like they're too tired oh, to fight oh, okay. anymore. So they just like kind of lean on each other. Yeah. All right, enough of this bullshit. So – Okay, so I watched National Treasure the other day. Now, if you're saying to yourself, why the fuck did you watch National Treasure? Well, there's not a lot going on uh, with my life. I'm really a sad, pathetic son of a bitch. But that got me thinking. When I watched National Treasure, I was like, huh, I forgot what National Treasure 2 is about. So I watched National Treasure 2. And after watching National Treasure 2, uh, it was one of the worst movies I've ever seen that I'd forgot I had seen because it was so bad that I blanked it out of my memory. But I wanted to bring an interesting debate to the table. We all picked a movie and we're going to debate which one is the worst. I picked National Treasure 2. Joe, you picked Star Wars Episode 1. Isaac, you picked The Room. So really quick, or or maybe not really quick, take as long as you want. We're going to each debate why our movie is the worst Isaac, kick okay. us off. Um, it's probably not really fair for me to pick The Room because The Room is regarded by many to be the best bad movie of all time. Uh, I think if you look up like the Wikipedia article for it, it's, I think some people said it's like the Citizen Kane of bad movies, which is not wrong. And if you, if you, if you watch <laughs> this movie, like at first, if you don't know like a bit of context about the movie, like you're not going to understand like what's going on and why it's so bad. You, to really like appreciate how terrible this movie is, you have to understand that like the main guy, so he's like the main actor, uh, the main character. He's the director. He like funded the movie himself. His name is Tommy Wiseau. He's this guy who uh, he's like an enigmatic guy. He, like nobody really knows how he became rich. He's just like super loaded. He's from New Orleans apparently, but he has an accent that like nobody can identify. It sounds like European, like Eastern European, but he like insists that he's from NOLA. So what he did was he like took all these acting classes for a while and like wanted to make a movie and made this movie, which like, I guess what he was intending it to be was a serious drama about like a guy who's, you know, like perfect family wife, like cheats on him with his best friend and like his life collapses. But it's just like so overblown and like so clearly made by a guy who has no concept of how bad the movie is that it almost becomes like endearing. Like, it's not self-aware like in a way that like a lot of really good bad movies are like it's totally genuinely trying to be a good movie and it just fails so miserably on each point like there's there's three sex scenes in the movie that are all like four minutes long like they're uncomfortably long and it's like gratuitous shots of like his body um with like with like this with like this poor actress that he had like playing <laughs> oh, his girlfriend no. and he like insisted that they like include you know like a grand total of i'm not kidding you it's like probably like a total of 10 minutes worth 
of sex scenes and they're like really uncomfortable and they play like the cheesy like 80s porn music in the background and like the acting is just like all over the place and this guy is like certifiably insane and it's just it's a treat from start to end like you have to watch it it's like i said it's by far the worst movie ever made but like in a way that you know it's now famous because of it it's hilarious by far the worst ever movie made but don't worry it's a treat joe joe and uh present why star wars episode one i might have a little beef with you about this but uh go ahead and give your uh give your uh case well i feel like i could probably leave it at just the words jar jar binks oh you shut your whore mouth jar jar binks (laughs) was a childhood hero was Was he was it stupid? Dude, was he unnecessary? Joey, was it ridiculous and cartoonish? Yes, but that's what we grew up on, and everyone has a stupid character that they grew up with when they, they watch Star Wars, and it's essential. That's what R two D two and Chewbacca were, and C three PO, and okay. that's what Jar Jar Binks is. That's a, that's an awful. I'm, I'm, I'm a sorry, that's stupid terrible. character. It yeah. ruins the movie, but like, I grew up with him as a kid. All right, just don't totally bash him. Okay, I'm not going to totally bash him because I actually did read a fan theory, almost like a rewritten history of talking about Jar Jar Binks was actually the Sith Lord. Because you talk about like, <laughs> oh, his like weird, stupid movements and how he still manages to kill like a whole army of droids by himself with, you know, a stick. It's like, how <laughs> does that happen? But because he's so much mastered the Jedi Sith craft that he's actually the Sith Lord. And then he works his way up through the, you know, Senate and then into the Republic when, and Palpatine and whatever. So if that had happened, I'd be fine with Jar Jar Binks, but he actually served no other purpose except for dumb shit comedic relief, which was one of the gripes I had about the latest star Wars that came out was too much comedic relief. I would totally agree with that by the way. Without giving away any spoilers, but I feel like it's too late for that anyways. People should have seen the movie, but I would Actually, totally yeah, agree should have seen the movie. I'm sorry, yeah. but it, when the battle with Luke and Kylo is going on, I don't need a one-liner from Leia being like, oh, well, you heard the man. Follow him. Oh, I'm my God. Yes. I'm like, no, don't ruin this fucking moment. This is so epic right now, and now <laughs> you're making people chuckle. This is not a chuckable time, people. Okay, yeah, really quick. I'm going to talk about this 10 seconds, and then I'll watch you back on episode one. Right, right. They made that ending <laughs> scene of The Force Awakens so fucking epic. You had the panoramic shot of the island. You have Luke turning around. You have him taking off his, his a hood. It is so epic. And then you mean to tell me he just throws a lightsaber over his head like you don't care? Like you made that, me- that moment epic. You made it epic, not us. And then you just want to fucking throw it away and make it comic relief? Oh my god, that nearly ruined the movie for me right off the bat. Episode <laughs> one. Episode one, Joe. All right, episode one. All right, so Jar Jar Binks. Um, Darth Maul. Let's talk about this character for a second. Like, it's obviously all new characters because this is technically the first movie, right? All you know is that right. Darth Vader is Luke Skywalker's father. So you meet Anakin Skywalker in episode one. It's like, okay, so this is him. But you already know, like, ah, shit, it, it's going to go down with this kid. So it kind of ruins any suspense, right? It'd almost be better if you find out that Anakin Skywalker is Darth Vader in episode five in empire strikes back. Like that's the one time you find out you're like, Oh my God, but there's no secret to it. 
when you find out. You just know there's this kid. Darth Maul comes in, new character, very sick, double-sided lightsaber. First time we've seen that. Awesome. Kill the guy. First, first movie he's in. Like, Why not make this iconic character? I was Darth Maul for Halloween one year because he was so tight, and you kill him off. You were a so, Sith for Halloween? Dude, I, I was very dark side. Like, Probably my favorite song from like age like five to seven was the Imperial March. Isaac, that just answered so many questions I had about Joe. Continue, continue. You don't know, man, continue. but Joe's actually a pretty emo kid. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'm at a punk band, dude. Like, come on, what would you expect? <laughs> but, uh, so, okay, why, why kill this guy off? Second, or I guess now third, you've got Liam Neeson playing Qui-Gon Jinn, who also gets killed off. Now, it's fine. People die in movies. I get it. But the fact that then you take Hayden Christensen to be Anakin in episodes two and three, the guy's so bad at acting. So by the, them killing off Qui-Gon in episode one, I'm just like, okay, now, now you're setting yourselves up for failure because you don't kill Liam Neeson. You, you just don't do it. Unless you have Christian Bale as your lead, which they did in the uh, Dark Knight series. But um, that's why episode one. And also, like, how are all these just like fragile ass robots totally wrecking people with these gnarly ass guns and ships and stuff? It, it just makes no goddamn sense. I'll give I'm you so- I'll give you some credit in the fact that how like uh, let's say he's 10 years old, a kid could wipe out an entire droid fleet. Um, I'll give you some credit there. That's uh, I don't give a shit if he's a Skywalker. That's ridiculous. So I was gonna say I don't think it's fair for us to talk about Episode One without mentioning how they padded the movie with like forty five minutes of pod racing. Oh, pod racing is awesome. That was yeah, actually, see, I didn't want to bring that up because that was actually a part like of pretty much part. enjoyed. <laughs> Dude, that pod racing video game on N64, I was so raw at. You have no idea. Dude, we were playing that last night at Paul's. Oh, no way! Yes! That was probably the best thing to come out of that movie was the pod racing video game on N64. All right, you you fucks. All right, you fucks. (laughs) Here we go. You ready for this? So, All right, yeah. National Treasure 2, give us the premise again. uh, What what were they trying to find? Yeah. So, let me start off. This is the opening. Statue of Liberty, right? Yeah, they're, they're basically, everything's fine. They're now giving out history lessons. And... This guy pretty much comes forward and accuses uh, their ancestor of collaborating to kill Abraham Lincoln. And this is one of my first fucking points. The opening scene is so damn dramatic. He call like instead of just like subtly saying, "Hey man, I found this piece of information. It's a little sketchy." Kind of mentions your grandfather in the same name on the same list with, you know, uh, John Wilkes Booth. No, he has to call his family out in the whole fucking crowd and makes a huge scene out of it. Nick Cage gets all pissed off, and then they then that's what kind of starts the whole thing that they want to go on an adventure to prove their name right. Then the, this is the main part that, or not main, but one of the parts that drew me all. So then, so you got to create motive, why? Right? They're all fucking millionaire billionaires. You got to why would they go out for treasure again? So Riley, the whole they try to set him up as oh he's gone broke, he's blew all his money. So you're mean you mean to tell me? That this guy is smart enough to break into security in order to steal the Declaration of Independence, can hack into any software, can break into a house in 30 seconds, but he's not smart enough to know 
to not let your financial advisor start a fucking company on an island that's fake? Are you kidding me? That's terrible writing. It makes no sense at all. <laughs> and then, and then, he, and then he's like, "Oh, what's going up with you?" And he's like, oh, "I'm living with my dad, and me and Abigail broke up." Why the fuck are you living with your dad? You're worth hundreds of millions of dollars. You can stay anywhere you want. Why are you living with your dad? I have no idea. So then the FBI gives – so then like this whole story starts coming out that his grandfather's accused and they have this, this scene where these little assistants bring in the story to the FBI director. Why the fuck would the FBI director care if his, if his ancestor was accused of, of collaborating to kill Lincoln? They wouldn't. Um, let's see. The whole – when he's making a scene to try to get everyone out so that way they can uh, examine one of the resolute desks. I mean I don't even really need to say that part. Uh, if you've never seen the movie, just go watch that. Nick Cage uh, loses his shit in uh, National Treasure 2. I'm not even going to say anything about that. That scene is fucking ridiculous. Um, how they're able to get in a massive shootout car chase for like 15 minutes of the movie – but no one's caught. You don't even hear a single siren and they easily get back to the U.S. is beside me. Um, go ahead and watch the lost and earring scene. Though I have nothing to say about that too. That is just I – don't, I don't even know what to say about that fucking scene. Um, how, how he's able to get past the Secret Service who, who, who know this guy. They know he stole the decoration. He was on every FBI watch list for like an entire like week or whatever. They know who he is. Why would you guys see him and not immediately think – uh, yeah, we need to arrest this guy. Instead, he just sees him, makes a joke about not getting laid and just lets him go into the party, go hang out with the president. I don't know why the president would trust him that with this president's book that they create with all the secrets, uh, knowing that this guy stole the declaration. Um, uh, they, they, the, then they go, they go get the treasure and they're standing on this massive weight balancing uh, structure that's made out of flimsy ass wood so i don't know how the hell it has been balancing the entire fucking time anyways um and then the whole part where like the grandpa and the grandma are like you know they get like separated from the group and grandpa and granny got to find the venture one last fucking time like i get it's all heartwarming and stuff but it's just so fucking cliche it's terrible it just makes me cringe the entire time watching them do that part so that's all i really have to say about that movie um, it was. It's terrible. There's a reason there's not going to be a third one because uh, they fucking ruined it. Thank Damn, you. Joey. Tell us how you really feel. Oh, I took oh, notes. I, I I went to town. You on came, I took you came prepared. Oh my god. I did my yeah. homework. Like shit. It's like but, look. I was. Do you curious. like? The, did you like the mystery of it? Did you like them finding out clues and different things like that? Uh, not really, honestly, because it, it oh. just gets ridiculous. Like they go to fucking like France and like Paris, and then like this is what I'm saying. Like when you see when you see all this shit, like I guess maybe that's because National Treasure One came out when I was younger, so I didn't really think about you know poking all these holes and stuff. But good God, was, say, was it at least like funny, Nicolas Cage? Because you know he gets some of those scenes where he's just like kind of wacky and it's kind of entertaining. I have something for y'all to watch after this, and then uh, you can uh, we'll answer that question. Uh, speaking of questions, we got one on Twitter. Garrison asked, "How will UT do without Andrew Jones?" Um, just really quick to answer it, I think we're going to need Matt Coleman to step up, be more of a facilitator. Eric Davis has been shooting well, uh, so hopefully uh, that'll keep up. I think this team took a kind of a huge emotional blow. Like that was some pretty sad news, and uh, they beat back-to-back ranked opponents, which is pretty good to see, but. It'll be a huge motivator the rest of the way, but 
Just wanted to answer Garrison's questions. A reminder, anyone out there, you can always tweet questions to the Twitter account at the BBB pod, and we will answer them. It can be about sports, life, uh, Joe's um, mysterious uh, upbringing. Um, love to days. Metal. <laughs> Joe's metal days. Oh, my God. All right. Anything else, guys? I'm, like, sweating. I got heated. I got heated. Yeah, dude. Fucking, like, go watch, like, your favorite movie. You know, I don't know what it is. Monsters, Inc. I was going to say, it's, it's like, I think it's snowing where you're at right now. You should probably just walk outside for a little bit. Cool off. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, Texas, we, we're actually, like, still bad. Yeah. No matter what. Um, so... If, I, I don't think we're going to do well with or without Andrew I Jones. I predict we'll probably um, make the tournament as like an eight or nine seed and we'll probably get bounced in the first or second round like we do every year. Ah, dude. What was it? Was it last year? No, it wasn't last year. When we lost two years ago, when we lost on a half court yeah. buzzer beater to like Nebraska was, State or something. It was Northern shit. Illinois. Like, yeah. oh my God. Thanks for reminding me. I had blocked that from my memory. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. So that's what's going to happen again <sighs> this year. So yeah, just I think yourselves. I've accepted it. All right. Go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, uh, no. I was just saying, I've, I've accepted it. Texas is just, we're going to be bad forever, and it's our fault, and I'm just going to be sad. <laughs> All right, guys. You got anything before we get out of here? No, man. Hope you feel better, dude. Uh, no. Uh, I've said all I need to do. Yeah. Take care of that cold. Zycam works very well. Um, uh, I'm not going to say Zycam anymore because, you know, they should probably pay some money to be on this award-winning <laughs> podcast. But, uh, yeah, that, that does work really well. Every three hours, dissolvable tablet clears up your but, cold uh, Zy- in like a couple days. Zycam, I would be sure to, I would be sure to check that out. Yeah, definitely. Um, you, you can find it at your, uh, local drugstore. Isaac, how can the people find you on uh, uh, Y'all Instagram? can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Fiesta Del Reyes, uh, one word. And yeah, check me out. I post funny stuff sometimes. Joe, how can the people find your metal, emo, hipster, cut myself, escape depression, feel pain on the outside, not the inside metal band? <laughs> we are Deadlights at Deadlights Punk on twitter and instagram don't even bother with twitter uh we don't usually post on that much uh instagram's the way to go and uh you can also hit me personally on twitter at joe mcmahon iv as in ignorant violence Mm. all right so hope you guys enjoyed this podcast hope you guys had a little bit of fun listening to us subscribe on itunes at the bbb podcast on twitter at the bbb pod Please leave us a fat five-star review. We love those. Gets us a lot of uh, free advertising. Love that. Um, For Isaac, for Joe, I'm Joey. Take it easy, folks.